Welcome to week nine of the NFL season, week nine of the Process Fantasy Football Podcast, and happy Halloween. Uh, so, my name is Aaron Larson. I'm going to be walking you through uh, my my views on week nine of the NFL season, and uh, focus on trying to give you players and situations to either attack or avoid in fantasy football this week. Hopefully this helps out when you're making your start-sit decisions, if you're still looking to pick up players off the waiver wire for the week, making trades, setting DFS lineups, uh, whatever your favorite fantasy football thing is, and maybe you dabble in a little bit of all of it like I do. So uh, with that in mind, before we get into this week, let's take a look back and see how we did last week. So how did we do? As usual last week, not every suggestion was great, but we got more things right than we got wrong especially starting by looking at the quarterbacks that we were attacking last week. And three out of those four that were talked about on the show finished in the top 10 uh, for quarterbacks on the week. So that was Matthew Stafford against the Giants, finished as quarterback seven. Mason Rudolph for the Steelers. He was the one that wasn't in the top 10, quarterback 16, so didn't totally torpedo your team. Uh, Derek Carr against the Texans was great, quarterback six. And Ryan Tannehill against Tampa Bay finished as the quarterback 10 on the week. So we'll take most of that. Uh, for running backs, Todd Gurley disappointed a little bit against Cincinnati, running back 22. Darrell Henderson finished as running back 32, so he actually did almost as well. Ty Johnson, probably the biggest letdown of the week in fantasy football uh, in week eight, finished as running back 47, did not get the workload that was anticipated against the Giants. Uh, but the other guy that was suggested, James Conner, finished awesome, left early hurt, not too early, right at the end of the game, I guess. Uh, did enough to finish as a running back eight against Miami. The receivers that we were attacking last week, DK Metcalf, uh, he didn't get a lot of targets. He only got three, but two of them were touchdowns. So he did just fine as the receiver 16 on the week. Uh, Obasi Johnson for Minnesota did not come through as expected. Uh, wide receiver 70 didn't do much. Same with Corey Davis. Uh, still believe in you, Corey, but... Did not get it done last week against Tampa Bay. Wide receiver, 88. Tight ends, uh, Kyle Rudolph, tight end, 25. Not what you want. He did not get the increased targets either with Thielen gone. Um, but Johnny Smith said if Walker was out uh, for Tennessee that Johnny Smith would be good, and he was really good. Tight end, three on the week. And then Josh Hill for the Saints didn't do much. Tight end, 16 for the tight end position. That's really not cutting it. And the defense that I suggested last week to attack was the Colts against the Broncos. They were okay. DST 14, not good, not really bad. Uh, On to the avoids last week. I said to avoid Jameis Winston against the Titans. Uh, He still put up pretty good numbers, most of them, going to Mike Evans. So he finished as the quarterback 11. Uh, And then I said that I would play Mason Rudolph. He was one of my attacks. And I was suggesting people I would play him over. So I said I'd play Rudolph over Garoppolo. That was a good call. Garoppolo was quarterback 20. Remember, Rudolph was 16. I said I'd play Rudolph over Baker Mayfield against the Patriots. That was a good call. Baker was quarterback 23. But then I said I'd play him over Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones was the quarterback one. So that's definitely in the whoops, we missed that one category. Uh, For running backs, Adrian Peterson, I said I didn't trust. He finished as a running back 20. So he didn't kill you on Thursday night, but not great. Some backfields I said I was avoiding because I didn't know who to trust uh, was the Broncos against the Colts. Philip Lindsay was running back 25. Royce Freeman was running back 21. So, again, nothing great, nothing killer. Uh, the Buccaneers backfield, 
just awful all around. Um, Ronald Jones, running back 39. Peyton Barber, running back 52. And then Daria Goombawali, running back 72. Not happy with any of that. The Chiefs backfield, I said I was also going to avoid because I didn't know what was going on there. And again, they were all, or both the main guys, LaShawn McCoy, running back 36. Damian Williams got in the end zone, running back 29 only, though. So again, not anything that you really were looking to get there. Wide receivers, I said Alshon Jeffrey against the Bills, I would sit. And that was good because he was wide receiver 40. Maybe as a flex, he was okay in deeper leagues, but not what you want from Elshon Jeffrey. I said, don't chase points with Zach Pascal. Hopefully you didn't because he finished at like wide receiver 100. He was like the bottom of the list. Had one catch for a couple yards. Tight ends, I said, avoid Greg Olson. Good call. He was tight end 31, which is really not anywhere near what you need for the tight end position. And I said, avoid the Bears defense. They finished in the bottom half of the league, below that even. DST 19 for the week against the Chargers. So, again, didn't get everything right, but got more right than wrong. That's the goal we go for every week when we go through this process. Let's get on to week nine by looking at the overall landscape of the week. On by this week, we have four teams, and we have three good offenses. The Falcons, Rams, and Saints, all a lot of fantasy points there. And then we have the Bengals offense, which not so good. Uh, the Thursday night game to kick us off, 49ers at the Cardinals. The primetime Sunday night game, Patriots at Ravens. The primetime Monday night game to cap off the week, Cowboys at Giants. Highest over-under of the week is 52.5 combined points between Tampa Bay uh, and Seattle. And the lowest over-under expected points is 37, uh, Washington at Buffalo. So that's the landscape. Let's make some recommendations. Attack. All right, taking a look at the players I want to attack this week, going position by position, starting with the quarterback, and I'm starting with quarterback extraordinaire for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, who is taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, that game actually is in London. I should have mentioned that in the previous segment, so that's an early game. Make sure you get up early or set your lineups before you go to bed. Um, but the Texans have been pretty bad against the quarterback. They are the sixth worst, or giving up the sixth most Fantasy points to the quarterback so far this year, 21.6 on the season. That's per game. Uh, but over the past four weeks, that's been even worse than that. It's been 27.7 points per game to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. Those games include Matt Ryan. Yeah, okay, very good quarterback there. Patrick Mahomes, also a very good quarterback. He's actually the lowest scorer of the past four weeks. The other two, Jacoby Brissett had a career day and Derek Carr had a huge day. So not the best competition, still giving up huge points. Um, one of the main reasons is that they have a plethora of quarterback injuries. Uh, Jonathan Joseph has been in and out, mostly out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Bradley Roby's had a hamstring, hamstring injury. He's supposed to be out still or expected to be out still. Um, even the rookie second round pick, Lonnie Johnson, he's in the concussion protocol. So who knows about him? Uh, and then it's not going to help that they just lost J.J. Watt for the year uh, with his torn pec. So what that adds up to, it's Gardner Minshew, who has put up 21-plus fantasy points in three of the last four weeks. Uh, the one that he didn't was the Saints, who we know is a good defense. Minshew's got a rushing floor. He's been running the ball a bit more. Last four games, he put up 42 yards on the ground. One, that was a Saints game. 48 yards on the ground, and then 28 last week. 
Um, so again, like I said, add it all up. Poor coverage with bad corners. Poor pass rush with JJ Watt and well, he's out and basically nothing else there. Uh, Deshaun Watson's on the other side, so they're going to put up points. It is a great game situation. The only thing to maybe kind of sort of worry about is maybe it ends up being a Leonard Fournette game, but I think Gardner Minshew gets his own fantasy points either way. So big week for him is what I am. I'm expecting other quarterbacks that I like um, Sam Darnold. I think he finally uh, put some stuff together this week, primarily because it's against the Dolphins. Uh, it's again, easy, Low-hanging fruit to pick on, but the Dolphins have actually been okay when Xavier Howard is out there, and they just put him on IR. He's done for the year. Um, Sam Darnold is objectively more talented than Mason Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph was fine last week. So I think Sam Darnold is good to go this week. And you want to get really deep, I think you're even okay playing Mitchell Trubisky this week against the Eagles. Trubisky's been awful, but so has the Philadelphia passing defense. They're 12th against quarterbacks. Um, that includes uh, week five against Luke Falk, the Jets' third stringer who's been cut. Uh, he got negative points in week five. So if you take that game out, then the Eagles give up 23.8 fantasy points per game. It's the third worst. So Trubisky, I think, is playable. If you need a guy there, he's probably available. Uh, running backs. I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit here with the main running back that I want to attack. But it's actually Melvin Gordon. Uh, Green Bay is traveling to Los Angeles, and Ken Wisenhunt just got fired. Uh, part of it is because Anthony Anthony Lynn, the head coach, wants to run the ball more. It reminds me a little bit of the Vikings last year when they fired John DeFilippo, and then they ran the ball a lot after that. So uh, I think that's going to be a big chance for Gordon to maybe finally break out to what he used to be. He's been out-snapping and out-touching Eckler since he came back. Um, I think the last three weeks since Gordon's really been back into his groove, if that's what you can call it. Um, he's out snapped Eckler 96 to 90. Um, he's out touched him. He's got 32 carries and 10 targets compared to 13 carries and 15 targets for Eckler. And then Green Bay hasn't been good against the running backs. Um, as good as the team has been overall, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points against the running backs, a little over 24 per game. Uh, and the sixth most rushing yards and then the 14th most receiving yards. So they've actually given up a lot more rushing yards than receiving yards to backs, and they've only given up one receiving touchdown, which is kind of what Eckler leans on. So I think Gordon has his breakthrough breakout game. If you held on to him and you're frustrated, keep playing him. If you want to go get him, maybe you can make a low ball trade offer and get him on the cheap, and hopefully this pays off big time for you. Digging a little bit deeper, um, Devin Singletary, the Bills running back. He plays Washington. That's always, again, another one of those target matchups, matchups to target. Um, he always snapped Gore last week. Yeah, it was kind of a negative game situation, but it was 42 to 18. It wasn't even close. He only rushed the ball three times. He's still at 19 yards. He's always got that big playability, and he's getting used in the passing game. So even if they might not need it against Washington, I think he's going to rip off some big plays either on the ground or through the air. He got a touchdown last week. He's explosive. I think you can play him. Um, like I said, Washington's been bad. Fourth most rushing yards allowed this year. So, uh, And then Mark Walton against the Jets. So, yeah, Dolphins are bad. But they have given up, or the excuse me, the Jets have given up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. And Mark Walton is kind of the only guy in town. He had uh, 11 rushes and six targets last week. He had 14 
rushes the prior week. Uh, he's getting easily the majority of the snaps. Kalen Bellage has been a huge disappointment to anybody that actually believed in him. And again, Walton's going to get involvement somehow. So I think you can play him if you're stuck with the bye weeks and you need a plug and play. He's a, he could be your guy. Wide receivers, favorite of the week. And again, he's this guy's highly owned for sure. But I love Allen Robinson this week. Maybe you want to get him into DFS, take a shot on him. Um, going up against the Eagles, it's been highlighted over and over and over again on this show and a lot of other places if you're following the fantasy uh, football. Uh, they've given up the most fantasy points per game to two wide receivers. And then Allen Robinson's been really good. He has the fourth best target share in the entire NFL. He's getting 26% of all the targets. Uh, he also has 41% of his team's air yards, also fourth in the NFL. He's kind of quietly being wide receiver, 19 on the season. If you've really been paying attention, you probably know he's been having a good year. He's got over 13 point, or he's got 13.4 fantasy points per game. That's more than Keenan Allen. That's more than Tyreek Hill. And that's on a points per game basis. Um, so even with Trubisky, I think you can play him this week. A couple other guys that I like, um, Michael Gallup against the Giants. Giants are, again, another one of those easy-to-target defenses. Gallup has actually seen a larger target share than Amari Cooper when he's been on the field. Uh, looking at it as a whole, yeah, Gallup's missed a few games, so Cooper's got more targets. But when they're on the field together, uh, Gallup has 23%, Cooper has 21%. So, and plus you always be a little optimistic coming off of the bye week with some rest. Uh, moving on, Robbie Anderson going up against the Dolphins. Again, like I said, easy target. I'm not going to mention that again. I said Xavier Howard's out. I'm not worried about Akeem Tlaib. And we've seen what Robbie Anderson can do. It wasn't that long ago that he put up five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown against Dallas. I think we could see something like that again. And my last receiver, four receivers this week. It is hard to narrow them down. Uh, Mike Williams against the Packers. Packers pass defense is pretty decent, but just the numbers when you look for Mike Williams, he has the eighth most air yards in the entire NFL, uh, and he has zero touchdowns on 50 targets. That is the exact opposite of how extreme he was last year when he had 10 touchdowns on 66 targets for the year. He leads the Chargers in targets inside the 20 and inside the 10. He just hasn't come down with a touchdown yet. So I think if you look at a little regression to the mean, essentially the fancy way to say he's due. Even against Green Bay, Mike Williams has to hit eventually. This could be the week. Tight ends. Uh, George Kittle, duh. Yeah, of course you're playing George Kittle. But he has that Cardinals matchup. Feel remiss if I don't mention that every week. Maybe you pay up for him in DFS. He could go crazy against the Cardinals. Zach Ertz, I want to mention him. Don't give up on Zach Ertz. Come on. He's still getting the... Second most targets, or he has gotten the second most targets at the tight end position in the entire NFL. He's getting 7.9 per game. Uh, so he's on a per game basis, just behind Engram, uh, Waller, and Kelsey. He's tied with Andrews. Yes, Dallas Goddard is cutting into his workload a bit, but you can't sit Ertz. He's still going to be one of the better tight ends out there. You want your dart throw for the week? Throw it at Jack Doyle. He's been getting five targets a game. Since week three, plays on the majority of the snaps, and Steelers aren't great against tight ends. So there's your dart throw. Defenses, uh, the main defense I like this week is the Carolina Panthers against the Titans. Uh, Panthers have the second most sacks in the NFL. They have 30. Uh, the Patriots have 31, so only one sack difference there. 
I'm going to get into this a little bit more in the avoid quarterback situations. Uh, but against Ryan Tannehill, he's been very aggressive with the ball. Talk about that in a minute, but that could lead to some turnovers. And uh, if you want to try and find one a little bit deeper, you can go with the Browns because Brandon Allen is starting for the Broncos against them. Brandon Allen was drafted in the sixth round of 2016 and hasn't played a regular season snap in the NFL. So I think he could be good. Okay, had a lot of attack suggestions this week that went a little bit long. Let's move on to the avoid. You avoiding me? Yes, these are the players that I am avoiding this week. Again, going position by position and again, starting at quarterback. So I kind of alluded to this just a minute ago with the defenses, uh, but I am going to avoid Ryan Tannehill going up against uh, the Panthers in Carolina. First of all, the Panthers are pretty good against the quarterback, giving up the eighth fewest uh, fantasy points allowed, 14 per game. Um, the defense has gotten the second most sacks in the NFL. They've sacked the quarterback 30 times, second only to New England with 31. Um, and then I mentioned Ryan Tannehill being really aggressive. Uh, per the NFL next-gen stats, he has a 25.6% aggressiveness rating which essentially means that 25% of the time, 25.6% of the time, he tries to throw the ball to a player who is really highly covered. Uh, I believe the NFL Next Gen Stats defines that as a defender being one yard or closer to the intended receiver at the time of the throw. So he's probably going to be under pressure. Uh, He's probably going to be throwing the ball to covered receivers, and that usually doesn't end well. So... I am going to totally avoid Tannehill this week, even though he did do good last week against a very inept Tampa Bay defense who has been bad against quarterbacks and bad against receivers and tight ends. I shouldn't say they're inept because they're actually pretty good against the run, surprisingly good against the run. But Ryan Tannehill is definitely an avoid this week. Uh, Moving on to the next guy, Daniel Jones. Yeah, he was the quarterback one last week. No, I don't want to play him again this week. I'm going up against the Cowboys. As a divisional game on Monday night, uh, the Cowboys have been good, very good against the quarterback, giving up the fourth fewest points. And then I'm going to go back to that NFL next-gen stat of the aggressiveness because Ryan Tannehill was the second highest rate in the league. Daniel Jones is the highest. Uh, almost 27% of the time, he's throwing into a tight window. So with a rookie quarterback, I don't think that's going to end well. Uh, to kind of put that aggressiveness stat into perspective, some of the lower uh, numbers on the, the season. Drew Brees, uh, 6.6%. Kirk Cousins, 9.8%. Patrick Mahomes, 10.8%. Uh, Matt Ryan, 11.6%. These are good quarterbacks, and it is much lower percentage of throwing into those or throwing to those covered players. Um, one last one Kyler Murray against the 49ers. It's the Thursday night game. High expectations for Kyler, and he's come through it from time to time. But against the 49ers, they are a very good defense again. Um, the best one I've mentioned in this little quarterback avoid situation that we've been talking about. Uh, they've given up the second fewest fantasy points allowed to the quarterbacks. Of course, the Patriots give up the fewest. So the next best would be the 49ers. They've only allowed five passing touchdowns this year. They've given up, oh, no, I'm sorry, they've uh, gotten 10 interceptions. And they've also given up the fewest rushing yards to quarterbacks. They've given up 30 rushing yards to quarterbacks on the entire season. So they haven't been big rushing quarterbacks. They've been going up against, but 30 on the season. So don't expect Kyler Murray to have a big game on uh, with his legs either. Uh, moving on to running backs, but staying in the same game, 
I'm going to be avoiding Kenyon Drake. There's some buzz because that's kind of a, one of the maybe the biggest trade of the trade deadline. That was kind of a dud. Uh, but I'm not going to be playing Kenyon Drake against the 49ers this week if I don't have to. Um, yeah, Chase Edmonds has been ruled out, but David Johnson is questionable. The way Cliff Kingsbury has been handling it, who knows? Maybe Johnson does get in there and steal some of the work. Uh, Drake is trying to learn this air raid offense in less than a week. He was traded on Monday, and he is playing the game on Thursday. So um, freaks me out a little bit. Maybe Zach Zenner has a game here. Probably not, but that's why I didn't mention him in attacks. I'm not that crazy, but you never know. It could be a Zach Zenner game. Uh, again, uh, 49ers, very good on defense. Second fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs. Again, the Patriots give up the fewest. Uh, the Niners have given up one touchdown on the ground all year uh, and none through the air. So no expectations to, for him to do well. Probably not the way you want to start your Thursday night. I'm avoiding Kenyon Drake. Uh, I'm also going to avoid David Montgomery. Not as much so. Like I'll play him in a flex or if I'm in a pinch. But if I have other options, I've been getting by without him. I, I might not want to play him this week. And I know that's kind of crazy because he did great last week. But he's going up against the Eagles. Eagles give up the sixth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Philly's favored by five at home. I said I like Allen Robinson because of the defense um, that they're going up against. And even Mr. Trubisky, maybe. But I don't love Montgomery. Uh, he did have a breakout. They did finally feature him. I'm not totally against playing him, but if I have other options, I'm going to go with those other options. Wide receivers. Um, Hollywood Brown looks like he's going to be back after the bye week, but again, another theme of the season. Patriots defense has been really good. This is probably their biggest test of the season, but I still don't want to play Hollywood Brown if I don't have to. I'll definitely play Lamar Jackson. I would definitely probably play Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews. Yes, of course. But Hollywood Brown is the guy that I would probably avoid if I could. Um, they tend to shut the best option down, and that's probably Hollywood, um, especially in the receiving game. And so they'll probably put Stefan Gilmore on him, who is probably, yeah, likely, definitely, yes, absolutely, one of the best corners in the league, if not the best, depending on who you ask. Um, plus, Hollywood's coming back off the injury. Yeah, he... Is, should be healthy off the bye, but you never know. First game back. It took him a while to get um, acclimated in the beginning of the season, so maybe they hold him back a little bit in the first game back, too. So, yeah, I'm going to avoid Hollywood Brown. Um, I'm also going to avoid Terry McLaren. He comes up a lot. Uh, maybe it's a rookie thing I don't like, but I mean it this time because the Bills have a fantastic secondary, especially Tredavious White. And uh, the rumors seem to be that Dwayne Haskins may be starting. This week, and he has been bad. I don't care if he went to the same college and threw Terry McLaren in high school. College. I don't think they went to high school together. That would be a nice story. Um, in college at Ohio State. But Haskins has been really bad. He's thrown 22 passes this year. He's completed 12 of them. Not awful. Zero touchdowns, four picks. So good luck having your first start against Buffalo. I'm going to stay away from every Redskin, I think. Yeah. Um, tight ends. Noah Fant had some good numbers last week. He had a season high in targets, season high in receptions, season high in snaps. Breakout coming? That would be like, maybe sounds like a breakout's coming. But, well, wait, Brandon Allen is starting. No, I'm not going to trust Brandon Allen making his first start in his NFL career. Uh, and he's been in the NFL for three plus years. So, uh, moving on. 
Oh wait, wait. That's one more tight end. Yeah, don't uh, don't chase the Ryan Griffin points. I know he's playing the Dolphins, but I can't expect him to get two touchdowns again. Even if Herndon doesn't play, I'm not going to chase those two touchdowns uh, from Griffin. And if Herndon does play, then it's obvious that you're not playing Griffin. Um, defenses. Let's wrap this up. Um, the Bears, I said it last week, I'm going to double down. I said to avoid the Bears last week, and that turned out okay. They Now they're not going to be, excuse me, now they are going to be on the road against Philadelphia. And I just mentioned how pretty good the Bills' defense is. The Eagles actually just put up 31 points on them, uh, and that was in Buffalo. So now we're going back to Philly, and maybe we have a Jordan Howard revenge game. Um, two of the past three games, they've given up huge rushing performances, to the Raiders and to the Alvin Kamara-less Saints. So the Chargers last week didn't get it much done on the ground, and then Ken Wisenhunt got fired. So maybe that's an indicator that that was part of the reason behind it. So I'm going to go ahead and avoid the Bears' defense again. So that is that's it. That's all my recommendations, attacks and avoids. Got through it in good time this week. Um, hopefully that helps. Hopefully you enjoy this. Hopefully you've been listening. If you like this, if you want to listen more, Please subscribe. The uh, The episodes come out every Thursday morning, record Wednesday night. Sometimes they go up Wednesday night, usually Thursday morning. So please subscribe so you don't have to worry about that, and it'll just show up. Um, please give me a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you can, if you enjoy it. Ratings are very helpful. Reviews are even better. It's great to hear that feedback. Um, give me a follow on Twitter at A.A. Larson. Give the show a Twitter. Give the show a follow on Twitter at the process FFP. Um, and again, as usual, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it and be safe out there. Good luck. Happy Halloween.